Let me just flip over my journal. Hey guys, what's up? And welcome back to another Coffee Talk podcast episode. Today I want to talk about, it's almost like a multitude of topics, but it falls under the umbrella of perfectionism and how perfectionism can cause things like procrastination and also hinder our progress in many things in life. I feel like this has kind of been a good thread that we've been talking about a lot through the most recent Coffee Talk podcast episodes. If you've missed the last few, we did one on self-sabotage, which really talks about hindering our progress in life. So if you are really leaning into identifying with that section of this chat today, go check that one out. And then our most recent chat was on how to trust your intuition and let it guide you towards your soul's path and knowing that that comes with challenges. And so. This is a really good, I guess, sister episode to that episode. I've been doing this new thing with coffee talks where I sit down before I film or before I turn on my camera to hang out with you and I journal about it first so that I know what I want to say and then also too so I can give you guys prompts that I really encourage you to either pause the coffee talk and think about or if you want to start working these Coffee Talk podcast episodes into a mini journaling session, you absolutely can. Or use the comment section if you're over on YouTube and just pause the video, write out your thoughts, and then come back and continue to listen. Work this into whatever way works for you, you know? Podcasts, I know a lot of people like to listen to them on walks or on drives to work. So this really could just be food for thought. I wanted to start this with a quote, and it's a quote that I had written down on my phone, but as soon as I read this request, it came to mind, and then it really spun off from there with the rest of my thoughts for today's chat. And I wrote it down at the top of my page, and it says, at its root, perfectionism isn't about a deep love of being meticulous. It's about fear. It's about fear of making a mistake, fear of disappointing others, fear of failure, fear of success. And this quote was said by Michael Law. I don't wanna say it's like been super dramatic or anything, but I definitely have struggled with perfectionism, having really high expectations of myself, having really high expectations of anything that I create or anything I do in life. And also I think that it's just, perhaps a common experience amongst a lot of us, especially with the generation we live in, with the modern times that we live in, because we are so tapped into this whole new intricate world of the world wide web, the wild, wild west, the wild, wild web. I love things like Pinterest. I grew up on We Heart It and like Tumblr and all of that. And when things can be so beautifully categorized and be infused with such aesthetics and themes and vibes like I am definitely an aesthetically driven person and so as beautiful as it can be for motivation and inspiration it can also sometimes be hindering when you start to create an expectation that is unrealistic because that's it right as beautiful as a mood board can be or watching someone live their life online can be or scrolling through Instagram can be or TikTok or whatever it is and we get these content suggestions on our algorithm like how to be that girl or like how to how to have that routine I've been on both sides of that I know that it can be a problem when our brains aren't also introducing new truths or realities to situations but I also think that this has been a problem that's been around long before social media and we were kind of destined to get to where we've landed because think about movies think about TV shows I know that that's more traditional media but again, everything is a beautiful storyline. It has a beginning, middle, and end. It has a theme. It has 
a lot of the times has a vibe or an aesthetic to it. Realistically, when social media came around, it just personalized things a bit more and made it seem a little less Hollywood and a little more all of us. It could be any of us, you know, you can identify with any kind of aesthetic or represent yourself in any kind of way. I definitely myself have thought, oh, I'm a perfectionist because I love to be meticulous about things and I love when everything gets wrapped up with a pretty bow and my brain can compartmentalize everything and there's no chaos, there's no overwhelm. But realistically, Michael Law nailed it. It's more of a fear-based thing. It's more so, okay, what would happen if I wasn't perfect? And I've unraveled a lot of that in recent years, so I feel like I've done some work. But it doesn't mean that it doesn't still crop up in our minds, you know? You can do all the work in the world on some of your more core behaviors or beliefs about life, but it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean they just go away. So maybe it's on a small scale, maybe it's on a big scale, but my first question that I've prompted myself with, but I'm also gonna prompt you with, uh, optional to pause, as I said, is in what areas of your life do you seek or expect perfection. And I put seek or expect because seeking perfection is more so external and expecting perfection, at least from the way that I was writing it down, was a bit more internal. So the expectations of perfection that you have out of yourself and the areas at which you seek out perfection, which again, can be so innocent in the sense of, I mean, I definitely seek out perfection on Pinterest. I'm not gonna lie about that. I'll go on Pinterest looking for inspiration. I don't wanna see a chaotic mess of ugly colors when I go on Pinterest. I wanna see themes and vibes and aesthetics and seasonal things that inspire me. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that to an extent, you know, everything in moderation. So this isn't a question to catch yourself in any kind of way, but it is a question to bring a sense of awareness of where do you look for perfection and where do you expect it from yourself? The next question is how or what does it make you feel like? So I'm gonna use my own personal example of expecting perfection out of myself. What does that feel like? It feels like I have to get this right or else it's all worthless. It's all, this was all a big waste of time. It's a lot of pressure, it feels like a lot of pressure. It feels like pressure on my brain. It feels like my brain is squeezing to try and get every last thought or overthink or look at something from every possible angle to make it perfect. When you're seeking out perfection or when you're expecting it from yourself, what does it feel like? And where do you feel it? If you can figure that out on your body. And then the follow-up to that is how do you react to that feeling? Because I mean, as human beings, we in some ways are very predictable and we do, we tend to react on the things that we feel and the things that we think. And again, I can give you my personal example. I know that when I'm expecting perfection out of myself and I'm about to rise to a task or I'm about to do something where I'm expecting that perfect outcome and all of that pressure gets laid on me, I often tend to procrastinate. I often tend to distract myself. And this is such a normal experience that so many of us do, but yeah, it's totally normal to make ourselves feel like shit for it, right? Like you go to do that thing and you think, oh my gosh, it's not gonna be perfect enough, so I can't do it right now. Or and maybe you don't even consciously think it through that, that defined, you know? Maybe it's more so you don't even realize that you distract and procrastinate until you leave yourself like zero amount of time to get something done. And that takes that pressure away, you know? When you have a deadline 
and you procrastinate and procrastinate because you want it to be perfect. And then you get so close to the deadline that you don't even care about being perfect anymore. You just need to get it done. It takes that pressure off. So it's really intelligent. It's really smart to do things that way. It doesn't feel very good. It's not very helpful, right? So how do you react when you feel that sense of perfectionism? Do you procrastinate? Do you distract yourself? Do you get mean to yourself? This is an area of life that I have definitely struggled with in the past and did a shit ton of work on in therapy. I've been very open about struggling with my body image, specifically, basically from my teenage years, maybe even preteen years, all the way through to my earlier 20s. And I know that when I had that sense of perfectionism, how I reacted was instead of procrastinating, it was, it was, I would just get so mean to myself if I wasn't perfect. If I saw a picture of myself that I thought I looked ugly in, which is so, so interesting in hindsight now, because when you really do put in the work and you really do heal, you look back on pictures that at one point you think, I hated this photo. I thought it was so ugly. I saw so many imperfections and so many flaws. This is a beautiful photo. Like, why did I never post this? Or why did I delete it? Or why did I edit it? Which is the most like, ugh, icky feeling that I get from that era of life. But all this to say, the reaction that I would have in that area of life when I used to struggle with perfectionism on my image, my self-image and my body image, was I would just get so mean to myself and I would really beat myself up, which again, it doesn't help. It really doesn't help at all. And so if you are someone that's struggling in that area of life, even if it isn't body image, even if it's work related or whatever it is, if your reaction to feeling a need to be perfect is to beat yourself up, thinking that if I beat myself up, I'll get better work out of myself. Does that work in any other area of life? If your boss beats you up, do you work harder or better? like maybe harder, but is it really better? Are you enjoying yourself? Are you enjoying your time on this earth? Are you enjoying any of it? Likely no, and it's not good for your mental health. So again, I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but seeking out therapy really, really helped me heal that relationship with myself. We went through how it makes you feel and how you react. So my follow-up question is, why does it need to be perfect? And this is probably the most important question in this entire chat that we'll have today. Why? Why does it need to be perfect? And your answer is so, so important to this because it'll really give you a lot of insight and a lot of wisdom as to what's really going on more subconsciously within yourself. Now, a lot of the times we can really trail things back to a fight or flight response, which is an anxiety response. It's a feeling of not being safe. It's thinking if I'm not perfect, I won't be accepted, I won't be loved, I won't be included, I won't be popular, I won't be, I'll embarrass myself, you know, I'll be judged. It can be I won't be successful, I won't be able to move forward in life. Uh, I, maybe you'll let people down, the expectations of other people can play a big role in it, but really get honest with yourself with this one particular thing or if you want to go through these questions with multiple different areas of life that you seek perfection really sit with this question why do you have to be perfect why does this need to be perfect or why is the thing you're seeking out needing to be perfect i know with myself i i get really high expectations on the content that i create and it can sometimes cause me to procrastinate working on the content that i'm so passionate about because i think well, there's so much that's gonna have to go into it to make it exactly as amazing as I want it to be. And in 
reality. It's so funny that a lot of the projects that I didn't put that perfectionism mask on, that I didn't put so much pressure on, things that I whipped together in a state of flow or whipped together in a state of fun and really didn't care as much about needing it to be perfect, that's always been the projects or the content that either was responded to the best or actually ended up performing the best. I mean, if you care about things like performance, which it's hard not to in the field that I'm in, it's I definitely should be not prioritized over authenticity. But performance is still really important when you're paying your bills. At the same time, I mean, it definitely for me stems to that fight or flight response that I still, no matter how much work I've done, to a degree, my subconscious still feels like it has to fight to be accepted or fight to belong. And that's my own journey. That's something that I'm very comfortable with where I'm at in life right now because I definitely know I've done the work and I'm on that path and journey to allowing myself to feel like I belong to myself, that I don't have to be perfect for anyone, that any anything I do is enough. I mean, I already have enough. I, I am enough. Like that is my path, my journey, and I'm down with learning that lesson in life and whatever reason that my soul came here with that kind of karma to learn. I accept it. That is my responsibility. That is my duty in life. But knowing that is really important because then it makes it so that when I go to do anything or create anything, I can catch myself when I feel that sense of, well, is this going to be perfect? Is this going to be looked at from every single angle? Am I going to be able to elevate this and make this like in your face and so much fun and whatever because I'm trying to make it so catchy or because I'm trying to make it so perfect or because I'm trying to make it so aesthetically pleasing that it loses a sense or a touch of realness to it. And so finding that balance can be really, really difficult. I understand where that urge to be perfect comes from, but when it's out of balance, there's always room to bring some humbleness into it, some groundedness into it, and some authenticity and some humanness into it, you know? The more human you allow yourself to be, the more you also give permission for other people to be just as human and just as flawed. And flawed isn't even really the right word there, but it is in the sense of we are all flawed and there is no such thing as perfection. Take a moment here, and if you'd like to pause, feel free to. If you'd like to just kind of roll with the conversation, that's fine. Think about a recent expectation that didn't go according to your expectation or plan. Wait, what? Let me try that again. Think about a recent expectation that didn't go to plan. It could be in the last year, the last season or month, last week, today. It can be in your work. It could be a habit. It could be a goal, a hobby a project or an expectation of yourself. How did things turn out versus how you expected them to? And again, I really encourage you to write this down because this is like a really powerful practice that you can take or just pause and think about it. What was your expectation? What was the outcome? And then how did it make you feel? And how still does it make you feel to think back on it? Do you feel ashamed? Do you feel not proud of what you did or proud of your work or do you feel like you're a failure? Do you feel like, I mean, I don't want to put any ideas into you. So just tell, you tell me or you tell yourself, how did it make you feel? Now take a moment to imagine that exact same expectation, that exact same outcome, and that exact same feeling with someone you love. 
what would you feel for that person? What would you say to that person? Would you not tell them like you worked so hard on that for one, two, it is so uniquely you that nobody else will ever be able to create something like it. Three, stop trying to be like everybody else. I mean, there's so many clones out there in the world. There's only one you. What perspective would you have that the loved one that was going through what you technically are going through can't see? Give yourself that grace. Give yourself that same loving space and encouragement to really give yourself the credit you deserve. It's one of the best practices I think you can do when working with expectations that didn't meet your standards or didn't meet your level of perhaps perfectionism or when you just feel let down by how something turned out. Think about all the lessons you learned. Think about the experience you gained. And I know that that's so cliche, but it is, it's cliche for a reason. Like nothing is wasted. No time that you enjoyed spending is ever wasted. So, I mean, take away all of that fear of needing it to be perfect, of making mistakes, of disappointing others, of failure, or the fear of success, and allow yourself to just enjoy the experience for what it was, and enjoy the lesson you gained from it. And honestly, give yourself credit for even putting, putting the energy into whatever it was. All right, I've already been talking for quite some time here, so let me wrap up our conversation. I want to ask you another question, of course. <laughs> what do you procrastinate and distract with? I told you earlier, I've lately been doing this thing where I distract myself and procrastinate by listening to podcasts. And this is really important information to know because as soon as I catch myself during hours that I'm supposed to be doing other things, it's different when it's during my free time or my downtime or driving, but when I'm like about to sit down and brainstorm for work or do some emails or whatever it is, and I'm like, ooh, I really wanna to listen to a podcast right now. That's usually the first indication that, you know, I'm doing it again. And so it's important to know this because you need to know why. Why am I doing this? So when I catch myself wanting to listen to a podcast, I'm like, wait, why do I wanna to listen to a podcast? Usually the answer is because I wanna distract myself, because I want a sense of comfort, because I don't wanna to have to use my brain right now. <laughs> like I literally just wanna consume something and I don't wanna to have to use my brain activity to get something done. I feel overwhelmed, I feel insert anything here. How does it make you feel long-term versus short-term? And again, such an important question because I know from my example, in the short-term, I feel great. I'm sitting there, I'm casually listening to some pretty messed up scams or whatever it is on whatever podcast, something was wrong, betrayal, crazy shit that other people are up to. And then one, it makes me feel like, wow, my life is actually quite boring over here. <laughs> so one, I feel great, but long-term, I feel like crap, things are piling up and I know I'm distracting myself. So when you know, okay, yeah, this is gonna feel good for 15 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, but how is this gonna feel tomorrow? It's not a fun question to ask yourself, but it is a real question to ask yourself. And that self-awareness is key to stopping the behavior, stopping the habit. Now it's important to know where in the cycle this happens. 
So as I just mentioned, sometimes just the idea of something is where my procrastination kicks in. Because again, especially with things like perfectionism, I build things up so big in my mind that it's like to even begin feels so overwhelming. So I'm just gonna procrastinate now. But there's many other areas in the creation or in the completion cycle, if you will, that we tend to procrastinate with. So obviously there's the idea or the prompt or the thought. Uh, then there's the first initial action. Then there's getting into the nitty gritty. You're kind of getting into the middle of the field of doing whatever you're doing. There's in the final details and then there's in the final completion. So do you find that it's like halfway through a task, you find yourself bored and it's the boredom that triggers that procrastination or it's the boredom that triggers that distraction. Is it in the finishing details, the final touches of something that you're just like, nope, I'm done, I'm out, I need to do something else. Or, oh my gosh, I'm afraid, sometimes again, fear of success, I'm afraid to actually put this out there. Let's say it's a piece of art. It's like, oh, it's final touching time. And that sounded wrong, it's finishing touches time. <laughs> and then it's gonna be time to release this out into the world. And oh my gosh, I need to go distract myself with something else. Figure out where in your completion cycle you procrastinate and distract because again, that knowledge is power. And then make a plan for yourself. And all of our plans might be different because we are all very different, unique individuals and our brains are very different and unique and so we need to find what's gonna work for us to put ourselves back on the right path or on the right course. There's a lot of different ways you can do this. Uh, Mel Robbins is somebody who wrote a book literally called the five second rule that you can use. So five, four, three, two, one, go. And you have to just initiate exactly what it is you're doing without thinking and it activates, I think it's your prefrontal cortex, don't quote me on it, but it puts, it activates the part of your brain that stops overthinking and puts you into action mode. And usually a lot of the times, whether it's working out, whether it's starting a project, it's literally starting that can be the hardest part. Set a timer. Don't feel like, again, with perfectionism that you have to do it all at once or get it all done in one go. Like break things down. Do it in 20 minute increments. Do it in an hour. Do it over a couple days, but set a timer for a certain amount of time that you're gonna focus on that one thing. Remove distractions. If you listen to podcasts on your phone, Put your phone in the other room. Maybe you need to journal. Maybe you truly need to sit down and be like, okay, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm experiencing. This is what I wanna do right now. This is how I wanna procrastinate. This is what I'm gonna do instead. Or maybe you need to do a visualization. Pause for five minutes. Picture yourself doing the task, having fun, creating the right environment to get it done, but just setting the right vision in your mind and then letting it come to life, letting it inspire you and motivate you to go towards that thing. You can put on a song and have a little dance party to initiate the action, you know, to transition from one thing to the next. And finally, redefine what perfectionism means to you or just perfect in general. Like there truly is no one definition for perfect. You're allowed to choose what you define as a lot of different things in your life. When you're doing this, when you're redefining what perfect means, think big picture. Ask the version of you that's in the final moments of life, the final few breaths, the final few minutes, what it means to do this thing. And I bet you that version of you, that version that will exist one day, would tell you to just have fun, to just be present, to just have, be in a state of flow, to just, do your best, you know, to 
live your life, learn your lessons. Don't try to be perfect. Like let yourself enjoy the process. That version of you would call that perfect or something along those lines perfect. Or if it's something different, let me know. But I'm gonna take a wild guess that that version of you wouldn't give a damn about whether anyone else thought it was perfect, whether anybody else cared what it looked like or if it met somebody else's expectation or whatever it was, you know? So ask that version of you to define perfect and then live by the definition of perfect that that version of you creates. Groundbreaking how different you will live your life when you think about that version of you often. You will especially live that long, happy, great, healthy life if you let go the need to be perfect and you let yourself just be. You let yourself enjoy and just experience things as they are. Be present, be in the moment, have fun with it. So that is my chat today on perfectionism or at least the thoughts that I had. Anything that came to mind from this chat, I would just love to hear it. I always appreciate when this turns into a two-way discussion or even when it turns into a multi-way discussion when people start talking to each other in the comments and such. Please leave your thoughts down below or if you would just be so kind as to thumbs it up if you just enjoyed the conversation but don't have much to add, that always helps me too. And other than that, I will talk to all of you guys in our next Coffee Talk podcast episode. Bye everyone.